Authenticity, curiosity, intimacy. These are important for success in your personal life. But they are also the foundations of a new mindset leading to true success, fulfillment, and happiness in business. A New Business Mindset is a series of conversations with business leaders in which they share the importance of real business relationships founded and based upon authenticity, curiosity, and intimacy. It is a show in which we learn how to cultivate a new business mindset and become more successful, fulfilled, and happy in our own careers. And now, here are your hosts. And welcome to the show. I am Gareth Young, your host, and I am delighted once again to be here with my co-host, Todd Schnick. Todd, thank you for being here on one of the highlights of my week. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Gareth, my friend. How are you doing? I am doing extremely well. In uh, uh, Many would find it dreary weather. I think it's wonderful weather down here, and it's raining. Rain we very much need. As we record this, uh, your area of the world desperately need some water. So I'm glad to see that uh, you guys are finally getting some rain. Good stuff. It's kind of important to us. Yeah, we need it. Yeah, And it's probably bitterly cold up there, but you like it that way. Snow and bitterly cold in it. It's absolutely glorious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you can keep it. You can keep it. That's great. Uh, I'm looking forward very much to our conversation today and to introducing our guest. Before I do so, though, I ask you to reflect on our conversation last week, Todd. Yeah, Suzanne Marsh, uh, yet another cool conversation with an interesting soul. One that we talked about a lot of things. The thing that that I thought was uh, most important was this d- discussion around self reflection yeah. and the understanding that most of us totally stink at that. And uh, you know, she made the comment, you know, you just have to check in with yourselves on a regular basis and understand are things working and and if they're not well then you got to make a change you know it's, it's really life is that simple and and most of us just don't actually one understand that things are working and if we even if we determine it's not we still don't really affect the change that needs to happen so yeah it was a great conversation I thought it was a lovely conversation it was a very very accessible conversation yeah, was so, really, yes it was. there was a lot in there yep yeah. So today's conversation, we have Kay Lindahl with us. Kay is the founder of The Listening Center. She is an accomplished and award-winning author. She is a presenter and workshop leader who teaches that listening is a creative force that transforms relationships. And she is also deeply involved in uh, interfaith around the country and, in fact, around the world. She's done a lot with the Parliament of the World's Religions and a lot of other stuff. A wonderful lady. Kay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's good to be with you. Well, I'm look, there's a lot that uh, I can learn from you, and I'm looking forward to doing so. Let's start there. Just tell us um, just a little bit about what you do for a living, this uh, listening center. Well, this is uh, the work that I've been called to do for the past 17, oh, it's 19 years now. And it, it was started to as a way to just explore the role of listening, particularly in interfaith dialogue how important it was to listen carefully when one is is in a group of people that have very different belief systems and they're from different cultures and different countries. So that was the uh, origin of, of my getting involved in the, the listening center. And at this point, I really believe that there is a, a strong need for people to listen more intentionally. It seems like we we think we're listening just because we're not speaking, and that's not quite the way it works. And so I I just I have developed a a course uh, about listening and that has ways of approaching listening that may be a little different from what we usually think about, and it's all about preparation. So digging on that uh, that point you just made a little bit, Kay, you said 
we think we're listening because we're not talking. And I've been in a place in my past, and I <laughs> probably am more than I realize today, where I think I'm listening and I'm really not. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners think they're listening and they're really not. Can you you point and poke at that a little bit, Kay? Sure. Yeah. A lot of times, I think I think when we're when we think we're listening, we're really just waiting for the other person to stop so that we can say what we want to say. And so there, there's this this notion that that we're just we're paying attention, but only to 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 find out when they're going to stop talking, or only to connect with them and say, you know, no, I don't agree with you, or to it, just to have some other. Sometimes we, we, we think we're listening, but we're really pay, paying attention to another conversation that's going on in our heads because we haven't learned to become what I call a listening presence. And that seems to be uh, the, the key for me is, is to learn how to become a listening presence. It's so easy to get caught up in either your to-do list or that you're not interested totally in what they're doing or there's something going on in your own life that's that's really nagging at you and you can't really pay attention to the other person because that that has taken priority. So Kay, you know, it's well what you're talking about there, what we're talking about here is the classic, you know, you need to listen to understand, not listen to respond, which is what most of us do. Why are we so bad at that? I mean, as Gareth said, and, and as I will acknowledge, and as most people on this earth will say, we probably really aren't good listeners, but maybe we think we are. How have we gotten here? I mean, what, what, what's going on that we are so bad at this and that we don't have this listening presence that we certainly aren't intentional about our listening? How have we gotten here? And, and what's the difference? I mean, what's the difference between listening to understand and listening to respond? Well, those are great questions, and we could spend quite a bit of time talking about those. Um, I think it's it's hard to know exactly if there's a reason. I think part of it is is we have moved into an information age, and we've moved from the time when we spent we spent time with it, with with people. We spent time having dinner together. We spent time in conversation because that's all there was. There weren't any, there weren't any television sets. There weren't any telephones. You know we. As, as a people, we spent more time with each other and we sat around and we talked and we listened and people learn how to listen during those kinds of conversations. And those are not so common anymore. And, and so at this point now where we are in the 21st century, we are certainly in, a, in an age of technology where we, we know things 24-7, we know them instantly, and we are being called upon all the time to take action. We've come up with some definitions of success that mean you have to do more, you have to be more, you have to get more. And so it's it's this fast pace of life that we live in right now that does is not a good uh, place for listening. It doesn't doesn't help us in our listening. It doesn't prepare us to listen. And then there's one other aspect that I'd like to say before we move on to is that in our culture, particularly the Western culture, I think I, I would say, because that's the one I know the best, is that we have focused on the speaking aspect of communication. We have a lot of classes on public speaking. How do you make a presentation? What it is that you do to come across more effectively when you speak? We don't have anything like that about listening, which is really the more important part of communication is listening than speaking. And we don't have that. It's like a, become a lost art. And that's that's why there's I think we, we, we just we listen to respond. We don't listen in that intentional way because we haven't been we haven't thought about it. we haven't been been trained on it. You and I, Kay, have both had experiences intentionally spending time, and it came in the, in the interfaith world with folks of different faiths, folks who look different, dress different, speak differently, all the rest of it. And I, like you, got hooked with the 
it's hard to stop once you get a taste for it, as you put it one time. <laughs> and I probably am still not a very good listener, but I'm a lot better than I was. And it comes out of that initial experience of, oh, wow, I just got something really important out of this. Is that a generally accessible experience for folks? Is that something that p- people can intentionally step into and find that transformative? I mean, how can we move people into this space where listening becomes interesting? Let me just go to one place that I want to start with, uh, which is that for me, listening is an art and it's a choice and it's a gift. And so I've talked a little bit. The art of listening is is being that intentional, providing that space for someone else in, in which to speak. But listening is a choice and we choose whether or not we listen and everybody can choose that. And that that's not, we just don't usually think about it in terms of it is a choice. But so many times when someone is speaking and uh, you're in, you're the listener and all of a sudden you realize you haven't heard a word that person has said. So there's been an unconscious choice not to listen. But sometimes we do consciously choose not to listen because we're not interested or because there's there's a part of us that knows that if we really do listen, that we might have to change our minds about something and we're not quite ready or willing to do that. And then the third reason I think that we choose not to listen is that there's something else going on in our lives that is so profound and so overwhelming that's taking all of our attention. There's just not room to listen to someone else at that point in time. And just that notion that listening is a choice and that we have a a choice whether we want to listen or not is a huge opening for being more intentional when you do listen. Well, I also worry that people don't understand what is meant by the old cliche, listen to understand and instead of listening to respond. But I think people think, well, if I'm engaged in an interaction or a conversation with another person, they probably or they might have a position that I disagree with. And so I have to be sure I'm going to listen until they say something incendiary that I'm going to respond to them or I'm going to judge them or I'm going to react to what they say when you don't have to do that. It's perfectly fine to listen to someone and say, oh, okay, hey, I hear you. I understand. I understand your point of view now. And then exactly. shut up, and then shut up and just, just just accept it. I don't think we. I think there's some notion that we have to respond, we have to judge, we have to react. Is that part of the problem here? I think it is, and I think that's partially we, we're trained that way in, in 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 our schooling. It's like we're trained to listen for answers, or we're trained to listen to agree, or we're trained to listen to disagree, and we're trained to judge whether something is good or whether something is bad. And so it, when we listen from that place, that's that's where we're going to go is just exactly what you just just described. And if you listen from it to be that listening presence that I, I, you know, I think that's an important concept that I'd like to just say a little bit about, um, because to become a listening presence means that we really uh, have to, it's a way of being and it's a way of being in which stillness and attentiveness provide the space for people to speak authentically and know that they are being heard. And that's, we just don't think that way. Our culture has not thought that way about listening. There's a lot in that, Kay. It's quite mm-hmm. profound. There's a, an obvious spiritual point in there, and I want to come back to the spiritual point in just a second. Before I go, I go there, though, it's in what you just said. It's also in the question that Todd asked, or the way Todd framed it. To listen, the difference between listening to respond and listening to understand it is an easy, it's an easy one to get confused on because I have to understand you in order to then articulate my point in a way that I'll get my point across and you'll understand me and you'll accept mm-hmm. that I'm right. That's not <laughs> listening to understand. That's right. That's just a convoluted way of listening to respond. That's right. Um, 
but we're so caught up and so vested in this idea that we have to get our point across that 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 seems to sit in the background even when we think we're listening to understand. Can you talk about that a little bit? That seems like a very real thing. Yes, it is. And and I think that this is why I, I frame the work that I do on in uh, saying that it's about preparation and preparing to listen. There are practices that are important to understand and to take on on a on a daily basis, actually. Uh, they're pretty simple. And one of them is being comfortable with silence. Most people in our culture are not comfortable with silence. And there's mm-hmm. no list there's no listening without silence. One has to be one has to have that spaciousness. That, that space for right. silence so that right. you can really hear. So that that's that's one of the things that I think is is important. And then another thing that is in importance is is it's about reflection, getting to know your own voice. So it and I'm, the way I, I choose to look at this is that once I get to know my own voice, then I know when it's, I can have more certainty about when I think it's time to speak and when it's time to listen, because I, I come from that centered place. It's a it's a place of deep stillness inside of myself. So that's that's the other part. And this brings us back to the spiritual point that you touched on a minute ago, Kay, or that mm-hmm. I took out of what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know that spirituality is a deep part of what you do personally and in this uh, business practice. And it's very easy for folks to say, oh, that's spirituality, mumbo jumbo. That's just like this esoteric off, you know, (laughs) spacious, airy stuff. But what you're doing is very concrete, is very real, is very engaged in the practical business world. So there's a very ordinary spirituality underneath what you're working on here, Kay. Is that right? Yes, I, I I would say so. And it's in, it's interesting to notice that what's going on in the business world right now, because so many places are starting to have meditation rooms. They're starting to have stress reduction courses and classes. And much of that stress reduction comes into something like either yoga or time for meditation. One company has, uh, they ask their employees to to un- unhook, uh, disconnect from all the their phones and computers and everything for a couple hours every week, because what they've discovered in a very concrete way is that there is much more creativity released when people are more comfortable with silence, when they have that time to just be still and see what's happening. It's, it's self-reflective. It's being still. It's just being present in the moment. All those things add to the capacity for creativity and, and, and being more productive in the workplace. So it has some very concrete results in in uh, the bottom line of any corporation by spending right. some time that way. Well, aren't we talking about just we, just, we just need to slow things down. You said at the outset here that, that moving this rapid pace of information and we have to respond quickly and we, that we're moving just too quickly. I, I think we could solve a lot of these issues, including more deep, meaningful conversations, which as you clearly articulated, 50% of that is listening. And I think we're just trying to move too quick. And, and I don't know why we have to do that and why we get into this mindset that these things have to go bang, 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 move quickly. Why can't we create more space? That's a common theme on the show. And that is applicable mm-hmm. in a lot of different areas of, of what we talked about here. But but it, I think it's applicable here that just slow this down and give this conversation some time and some space, which I think if you do that, you're not rushed 
and trying to, as, as Gareth said, convince someone to take my side or to understand my side, but mm-hmm. just slow mm-hmm. it down. I mean, that, that changes everything, does it not? Yes, it really does. And I think there's a yearning for that. I think and people don't even know it. They can't articulate it that way. And when they experience it, it's like a big sigh of relief that, oh, my gosh, I can really I can slow down. I can have this a deeper, more meaningful conversation with other people. I, I taught a class recently to some students at Cal State Long Beach, and I had not done a class with 100 percent students of that age for a long time. And I wondered how it was going to go with one of the exercises I do. And they just loved it. The professor has written to me twice and told me how the impact of that, taking that time to teach them how to really slow down and really listen mm-hmm. to each other just made a huge impact on the, on the students that they, they, they talked about it for weeks and weeks afterwards. So if there's something about this slowing down, because we live in, as I said before, that we live in this culture right now that's so fast paced and we, we want results and we want them now. And we want to, you know, we have to move forward. I think we've got a definition of success that, that makes us, that leads us in that direction. And so I think it, that we're, we're, it's starting to shift. I really feel it. It's starting to shift. And I think part of that is that women's leadership style is slightly different from men's. And I think the women's leadership style is more of a slowing down and having the, having a time for relationships and conversation. And when we when we meld the conversations of the male and female styles of leadership, I think we're going to find that we all are are better off. I'm going to try and make this really practical for our listeners here, Kay. And I'm sure you've got a bag of tricks here that can help. Um, just uh, this whole idea of slowing down, of creating space. What are a couple of things people can do every day? And not so much the get up in the morning and spend 10 minutes breathing, although that may be one of the things you say, Mm -hmm. but things you can do during the course of the day to take a break, to slow things down. That's a great question because I think one of the things is is to take just one minute a day where you are intentionally silent, that you spend one minute in stillness and silence, you know, just unplug just close your door just for a minute, because even that minute can make a difference in the in how you go. It's almost like a, a mini intervention, if you would, because you can say you, you stop and then you take that minute. And afterwards, there's something that happens. You sort of reset your brain, I think. So that's one of the things that I would say to do is to, to take a minute of silence. One of the several of the other things to do have to do with something that things that you do every single day. Like when you're in traffic and you're stuck in traffic, to just take that moment and slow yourself down and just say, oh, here I am. Let me be present in this moment. Or if you're waiting, waiting for a traffic light or sometimes even when you get out, when you stop and start your car, you can just take a moment to do to be silent, to be present, to be in that in that space of just slowing yourself down a little bit, pausing. Just find these. There, there are many, many opportunities throughout the day to find these mini pauses just to take to just be aware of what where you are and what's happening and to be present and to be silent to be still in those other instances uh that makes me think you you mentioned the cars and that makes me sort of reflect a normal experience in the car uh, in atlanta and i've got to believe even more so perhaps in la where you live Kay, is the traffic is so frustrating and people get so angry in traffic they do and to bring that mindfulness, that slowness, that stillness to traffic. How beautiful would that be? 
that would be fabulous. <laughs> and it's it's interesting because I, you know, when someone cuts somebody off, the, the immediate thing is like to just, you know, really get angry and say, how dare you? And, and, and I, you know, as a practice, I've tried to just say, send a blessing their way and say, oh my goodness, they must really be in a hurry. I hope they're okay. Let me, you know, just right. send, send out love and compassion to that person. And that is a practice. It doesn't come naturally. Yeah. It's something that, but it's something that they can do. And, you know, if more people do that, you know, I'm I'm up for a miracle in traffic. (laughs) Well, (laughs) my quick comment on that is, as I moved up to Chicago and built a life around not having to deal with traffic, because we sold our cars and we live in a high rise in the city. And so we don't even have to deal with that. So that's one approach to it. But I, I, what I had made is a significant mind shift in, because I lived in Atlanta for a long, long time where I dealt with horrible traffic all the time. And I was convinced I was going to have cardiac arrest in traffic and that was going to be my demise. But then you realize that, all right, well, that time alone in the car, the time alone in the train, however you get to your destination in the morning can be some time for yourself to just kind of reflect and think and read and listen to music and and listen to podcasts. I mean, you just have to, it's just a mindset thing. It's all, that's all a mindset thing. Yeah. You can be frustrated to say, oh, it shouldn't take me this long to get to from A to B, but it, it, you can decide that that can be a quiet, peaceful time for you, even though you're in the midst of, of, of traffic. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, a, that's a, the thing about choice again. We, we do have the choice and we can choose how we respond to the, whatever situation is happening in our environment. I love the idea of just you know choosing choosing to be still or choosing to be listen to something that is soothing or just, just to notice that, that you're not going to get there any faster if you get angry. No. Just get there more hot and bothered and less productively. Exactly. Kay, this has been just a delightful conversation. Just a delightful conversation. So much in here. Thank, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. You're welcome. Before we let you leave, if people want to find out more about what you do or just connect with you and have a chat, how may, how can they do that? They, they can find me on my website, which is www.sacredlistening.com. And there are some um, documents. There are some things that I that are down uh, that it can be downloaded to find out a little bit more about what I do. And uh, they can also email me at uh, k at sacredlisting.com. Perfect. And I'll put that contact information up with the show notes. Thank you. Kay, thank you again for being with us today. Just a delightful conversation. It's a pleasure. We could go on, couldn't we? <laughs> we absolutely could. We absolutely could. Uh, So from our guest, Kay Lindahl, from my co-host, Todd Schnick, and from myself, Gareth Young, thank you so much for being with us this week. Uh, Hopefully, you have picked up some skills, and hopefully, next time you're stuck in traffic, you can slow down and breathe. And join us next time. You have been listening to A New Business Mindset, a radio show about the importance of authenticity curiosity and intimacy in business to catch other great conversations and to learn more about the show please visit us on newbusinessmindset.com if you liked what you heard and to really help us out it'd be great if you'd visit and leave a review on itunes so thanks again for listening a new business mindset will return next week